Goal number one in this Nationals offseason has already been fulfilled. Davey Martinez, Mike Grizzo, you guys are Washington Nationals for hopefully the foreseeable future. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you again for making us tuned in on this big time show. As you know what, by now, you may already know. Mike Rizzo, the president of baseball operations, and Davey Martinez, the manager of your Washington Nationals, have both reportedly been extended once again by this franchise. And let's start off with talking about Mike Rizzo because in my opinion, Mike Rizzo is the first domino that had to fall even before Davey Martinez because you may ask, why is that? Davey Martinez, what he has done this year is very good. He's done a great job with this team and really managing the day-to-day task of what they've ordered for him. But looking beyond that, Mike Rizzo, if you were to talk to me about a few years ago, that this Nationals team would have a top 10 pros- top ten farm system group at this moment in time, and as well as multiple top 10 prospects, I probably would have told you, you're wrong. I probably would have. But sitting here today, what we know now, we've talked about it a lot. We talk about a lot of these prospects down on the farm. These guys are impact players. And I think the Lerner family is starting to take note of that. And I think this offseason, the entire time, we would have thought that Mike Rizzo was going to get an extension with the Nationals. But there's also the other hand that would Mike Rizzo want to go to another organization, maybe another organization that is ready to win right now this second, someone that already has a top farm system in all of baseball, maybe the Baltimore Orioles, Mike Elias is a free agent after this offseason. I don't expect him to go anywhere, but crazier things have happened. The New York Mets. They have an opening for their president of baseball operations with Steve Cohen spend all the money in the world to get Mike Elias or to get Mike Rizzo. You never really know what that was going to happen. You never really knew. You never really had a feeling from what Mike Rizzo wanted to do. But now, as we know from the reports from Ken Rosenthal and Britt Drolley from The Athletic, is that the reports are Mike Rizzo and Davey Martinez will be extending with the Washington Nationals. And again, let's start off with Mike Rizzo first. As we already said, if you were to look back at this farm system just two years ago, two years, 730 days ago, and if you were to ask yourself that with this Nationals team, a lot of opinions, including myself, well, I thought this organization had the worst farm system in all of baseball two years ago. Back in 2021, and let me remind you of some of these names, by the way. This was our top 10 prospect list heading into 2021. We'll start at number 10, Matt Cronin. I love the kid. I love him. I love the bullpen arm. I think he's a really good lefty arm out of the pen. Not top 10 worthy. In fact, not even close if we're being honest. Matt Cronin, as we sit here today, is one of the back-end prospects. I believe he's like number 27 in the organization right now. Matt Cronin was a top 10 guy. 
Look at number nine, Mason Denever, a 2018 first-round pick who at that moment in time hasn't even pitched in baseball since 2019. He was your number nine prospect. Number eight, Tim Kate, a second-round pick, a big-time pitcher out of UConn, was still your number eight overall prospect. Not that great. Number seven, Armando Cruz, someone you just signed in the international free agent class. He was touted for his great defense, but could not hit for squat. Was at number seven. Number six, Jeremy De La Rosa, someone who has tools and potential, but even then, number six in your organization, not that great. Now let's get into the top five where it gets a little juicier, but even then, a lot of question marks. Number five, you had Andrew Lara, a big time international pitching prospect in which no, not a top five prospect in the organization. And at this moment in time, he probably wouldn't even scratch my top 30 if I'm being honest. He has potential, but that's never feared out to be anything that has been good or it hasn't really processed into results. And I'm a results guy. I like to take talk talent and ceiling, but even then, I want to see results. Number four, Yassel Tuna, who... This organization was very high on at one point in time. At number four, in this organization, he's down in high A Wilmington still. Not really doing all too much. He had power. He was a solid defender. But he hasn't really proven to be anything. Number three, Cole Henry. The second round pick out of LSU in the 2020 MLB draft. He was good. I'm very high on him. But for someone to be a top three prospect in your organization, After just being your second-round pick, he showed a little bit in that 2021 season, but all not too much at that moment. A top-three prospect for your organization, someone who was picked in the first round, who has plenty of first-rounders in there as well, and you just don't have the production there. Number two, Jackson Rutledge, first-round pick in 2019. He's on the up now. Cade Cavalli, first-round pick in 2020. Tommy John surgery this year. But that was your top 10 prospect list compared to what it is now. You have two top 10 prospects in James Wood and Dylan Cruz, both who seem to be at this moment could be on their way to be a superstar, both of them. Then you have Brady House, a first-round pick out of high school that you spent your 2021 first-round pick on. He's developed into a top 50 prospect in all of baseball and one of the best third baseman prospects in the entire minor leagues. This whole process as a whole, you see why Mike Rizzo is so important for this team moving forward. Because two years ago today, you cannot sit here and tell me that this national team would have had a path forward to get back into the top 10 prospects thing. Even with C.J. Abrams and Mackenzie Gore already graduating, Josiah Gray, Kiba Ruiz, All those four guys are still young players who I consider prospects. They're still developing, and they're still growing. And as we've seen with Kiba Ruiz over this season, what he has done is impressive nonetheless. But even then, taking all four of those guys away, if you were to enter those guys back in the farm system and just say they're prospects, those are still four of your top five prospects in the system. Even with Cruz and James Wood Elijah Green, all these different guys and all the different talent that we have. And it even goes deeper. Outside of the top 10 now, you have middle round picks like Trey Lipscomb, who's panning out. You have Jake Irvin, a mid-round pick who's panning out in the major leagues and was having an impressive rookie season. You have these things that are starting to take shape. 
You have your your key trade deals with Lane Thomas. Obviously, chipping off Trey Turner and Max Scherzer as well. Juan Soto. You get all those pieces back or in turn, and you may ask, well, what have we done with them? Well, Mike Rizzo, he can turn in his test to the Lerner family and say, well, this is what I've got. I shipped off John Lester. We got back Lane Thomas, who should have been an all-star this year. Someone who's going to be in the gold glove conversation as well. And in fact, in my opinion, should probably win it. Then on the other hand, Kiebert Ruiz. You see the turnaround that he's had this season. Josiah Gray, all-star game, representing the Washington Nationals. Boom. Then on the other hand, Mackenzie Gore, C.J. Abrams, James Wood, Yarlin Susanna. Name all the prospects that we got in that trade. This team is different now, and it is because of your guy, Mike Rizzo. This Nationals team would not be in the position that they are in this second without GM Mike Rizzo. It's as simple as that in my mind. If you were to take him out of this Nationals rebuild, at this moment in time, we are still in a rebuild. Yes, we've been good, but this is still a rebuilding ball club. It's going to take some steps. If you were to take him out of this rebuild and have him jump ship and you just start brand new, with whichever GM in baseball, whatever one you want out there that we would hire for replacing him. It would still kind of stutter the movement of this youth movement is from what we have been saying. You never really know what, name that GM in baseball, Brian Cashman. You never really know what he would think about a Brady House or a James Wood, Dylan Cruz. I mean, James Wood and Dylan Cruz are blue chip prospects, I would assume that he thinks they're going to be superstars. But they always run organizations differently. They view talent differently. And Mike Rizzo still kind of comes from that old school thought of a scouting background, someone who can pick talent. You send them into the ocean with all the fishes out there, he usually finds his way to pinpoint talent and will then catch that fish. Mike Rizzo has done that well over the years. Now, while he hasn't had the best of drafts, we know that. But Mike Rizzo is still one of the ba- one of baseball's best executives. And if you were to let him go in the middle of this rebuild and where we stand here today, it would be a huge mistake for this Nationals team. Because let me reiterate this fact. This top 10 list that you have, you have three top 50 prospects in all of baseball. Entering this year, if you include Dylan Cruz as well, Cade Cavalli would have been in that conversation. Elijah Green. Dalen Lyles knocking on the door, a high school prospect who is starting to develop and kill the baseball. Johan D. Morales already got bumped up to high A. Wilmington. Robert Hassel, Christian Vaccaro, Jake Bennett, Travis Sikora from this year's draft, Jackson Rutledge, Trey Lipscomb, Kevin May, DJ Hers. All these different guys are under Mike Rizzo's umbrella. And we want to keep it that way because not only have we seen it before with him, he's won a World Series. He's gone on a whole decade run of being a great general manager for this team, getting the talent, pinpointing who should start when, shutting down Steven Strasburg in 2012. In hindsight, that was a good thing. You see all these different moves that has happened under Rizzo. You want to see those things continue. Because I don't know about you guys, I like winning baseball. And some people, yes, you can be disgruntled with Mike Rizzo at times. He hasn't hit on a lot of first round draft picks, particularly in the 2010s. After you traded or after you 
drafted Anthony Rendon and Lucas Giolito, there wasn't much left to show for. But this team, you're already starting to see the progress down on the farm and as well up in the big league level, in which a lot of different opinion, people, thoughts, radio hosts, whatever you want to name it, a lot of us thought we wouldn't even win 60 games this year. And in fact, I believe the win total that FanDuel had was at 58 and a half. That's not good. At this moment, though, the Nationals are going to be probably winning 70-plus games. Maybe. Who knows at this moment? But that's what you can kind of expect, and that is the kind of jump that this Nationals team has already taken. And if you were to rip Mike Rizzo away from this equation, I don't want to know who the guy is knocking on the other door. I don't. Mike Rizzo has started this. He's done a good job. And in fact, it's been years in advance of what we really thought would happen. I thought this sort of season would maybe happen next year. I didn't expect this kind of improvement, but you're already seeing it. And Mike Rizzo's not the only one to thank and to praise here. Davey Martinez is as well, who's also getting an extension. I'll tell you guys about that. But before we do that, on this emergency podcast, we are brought to you by Game Time. And guys, buying tickets to your favorite events should never be stressful. That is why Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guaranteed, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. Game Time is just simply the best because they have these flash deals and last-minute tickets for almost any event that you check, and they're easy to find and buy tickets for any kind of event in your area. It's just a few quick clicks away. I go over to Nationals Park very often. As I'm walking over there, I go on Game Time, open up the app, buy a ticket, and bam, I'm already in the park, got my ticket scanned, and all that fun stuff. I want you guys to experience that same thing and the same energy rush with Game Time. So download the Game Time app and create an account and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms again apply. Again, create an account and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And now let's get back into it as we just discussed. Mike Rizzo getting his extension with the Washington Nationals. Well, let's get into Davey Martinez as well. And I'll be the first one to admit. First one here. Davey Martinez, if you were to ask me back in April, Ryan, do you want Davey Martinez here in 2024? I would have said no. I would have. I love Davey. I think Davey's a good good manager. I think what he does best is probably molding all these things. And as we saw, I've always kind of thought this in the back of my head. I believe Davey Martinez in that 2019 Nats club was kind of out ahead of time. As you see now, you look around. The Cincinnati Reds, they have their big Viking horn on. The Angels, they have a samurai really cool thing as well. All these different teams have these weird ways of celebrating now. Well, before 2019, I don't really recall many teams out there who had these dance parties in a dugout after a home run or a big moment. Davey Martinez club in 2019, our Washington Nationals kind of started this trend in my opinion. So besides all the celebrations and stuff, I think it really tells us just one thing about him. He is a professional at making a smooth transition 
inside the clubhouse. What I mean by that, when you have all this young talent, a lot of young guys who haven't really played much with each other, Mackenzie Gore and C.J. Abrams, they came from the same Padre system. But outside of that, even then, there's a lot of young talent on this team. The core of this team, when you look around, Lane Thomas was traded by the Cardinals to the Nats in 2021. Dominic Smith, a free agent this last offseason. C.J. Abrams, only been with us for a year. Kiber Ruiz, only been with us for two years. Third base, Jake Alou, whichever one you to name, he's been in the organization for a while. Ildemaro Vargas, only been in the organization since last year. Victor Robles, when he's healthy, been here for a while now. Corey Dickerson, Stone Garrett, all new. Dickerson's out the door now. This team has found a way to gel. They have found a way to mix. And that's not always easy. It really isn't. Like, if you look at the New York Mets and what they have done this year, they have zero chemistry. And Buck Showalter has actually done a good job with mixing in all these different personalities in there. But this year, it just didn't really work his way. Davey Martinez, and with way less talent, has done that and much, much more. Because as the Mets are sitting here today, they're only a game in front of this Nationals team, which is still insane to think about. So a lot of people want to say, well, Davey Martinez doesn't really have a feel for the game. He doesn't really have a field when to place a pinch runner on first base or whichever situation you want to be. The bullpen. He doesn't handle the bullpen well. What about these guys who haven't developed up in the big leagues? Carter Keboom kind of floundered his way around the big leagues for a while. Kiber Ruiz kind of stunk it up for the first half this season. C.J. Abrams didn't look all too good. Well, fast forward a few months from to right now. Kiber Ruiz has been the Nationals' best hitter over the last two months. C.J. Abrams has been the second best hitter on this Nationals team the last few months. Lane Thomas should have been an all-star, could be a gold glover, one of the leaders of this team. Stone Garrett has taken a complete turn, a complete 180. After kind of starting off the season a little bit slow, after you get Corey Dickerson out of the equation, Stone Garrett plugs right in. And all he's been doing is hitting the crap out of the baseball. So a lot of people like to say, myself included, Corey Dickerson, someone like him who is taking away at-bats from Stone Garrett for what seemed like the entirety of the 2023 season. And there's an explanation for that that I actually subscribe to. There is. That is, they expected Corey Dickerson to be at least some part of a trade. They expected that they could have moved him at some point this season. At the trade deadline, whatever it may be, they expected to move him. Obviously, he floundered. He did not do good. He did not hit for power. He didn't play defense. It was bad. Really bad. But that doesn't go to say that Davey Martinez, he was thinking ahead. That's what this team was meant to do. It was meant to have these one-year deal guys like Corey Dickerson, Dominic Smith, J. Mayor Candelario. All these guys, the goal was to trade them. The goal was for them to bounce back and hopefully move them for a future asset. But that didn't work out for Dickerson. But even with Martinez, I've seen enough for him to prove that he is worth that two-year deal. Because I hate using this excuse because I call out people for it all the time. You can't just say, but 2019, he's so good. Davey Martinez is a legend. One, 
you're right on the legend part. He's a legend in this town no matter what. If you walk into a bar, Davey Martinez doesn't have to buy himself a drink. Someone will buy it for him. But beyond that, Davey and what he has done this season, over the last few months here, as he continues to go out there, continues to develop these guys, he has enabled the trust factor with me. I trusted him beforehand, but one thing I did not trust him with was the development of these young guys. And we've seen them all take step ups. Mackenzie Gore, while some may say he's taken a little bit of a step back over the last few months, sure, he's a young lefty starting pitcher who sometimes loses command of his fastball. It happens. Max Scherzer did that as well in Arizona. Every pitcher in all of America has done that at some point. But CJ, Kiber Ruiz, Josiah Gray, Trevor Williams at times, even in Sunday's ball game, the Little League World Series, pitched well. These guys play for Davey Martinez. And you want a manager like that. Because I don't know about if you guys remember this. 2015, Matt Williams. 2014, you win manager of the year. He's the toast around town. He's the guy who's going to get us over the hump. You see how fast that quickly crumbled? And it wasn't because of his analytics or his coaching. It was the style of coaching. No one really wanted to play for him. That's when Jonathan Papelbon and you know who, Bryce Harper, got into it under Matt Williams. The MVP season for Bryce Harper. And this team couldn't get over the hump and couldn't make the playoffs in 2015. Max Scherzer's first season there. There was obviously room for improvement there. That's what opened the door for Dusty Baker to make the postseason in back-to-back years with us. Then he gets booted out of the way. And here comes Davey Martinez in his second year, wins a World Series after being on the hot seat for the first two and a half, three months of the season. Davey Martinez has gone through all the trials and tribulations that I would ever need a manager to go through. He's seen the mountaintop. He's been a World Series winner. He's also been on the other side of the stick where you're the worst team in all of baseball. You get to draft number two overall in the stupid MLB lottery. You get to do these things, and you're already starting to see the improvement. And in the bullpen this year, which is not a good bullpen by any stretch of the imagination outside of Kyle Finney and a few guys here and there, he has found a way to piece together this bullpen, which is still one of the worst amongst ERA in all of baseball, bottom five unit. He has found a way to piece together wins and continue to build on that. That is why Davey Martinez deserves an opportunity to stay in Washington, D.C., just like Mike Rizzo does. So the Lerner family, I think they just did an incredible thing. I truly do. You had to keep this core together I think it's going to pay off in the long run. And hopefully, just hopefully, this team next season can break out. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nats your first listen of this special emergency broadcast. As the Nationals had the day off, I was going to be going home early. And they said, no, no, no. You got to talk some Nationals baseball, which I am so lucky that I get to do. Every single day here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day and sometimes twice a day, like today. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. And of course, the Nationals going up to the Bronx in New York. Get a New York slice. 
They're going to be playing the Yankees. We'll preview that game a little bit later on tomorrow. I'll catch you on the flip side. Hat tip, learner family, you did the right thing. Catch you on the flip side.